What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions here again, getting ready to go. Episode six. Episode six, man. We are moving right along. <laughs> yeah, we are like, like it's like we're doing one of these a week. It's it's similar to that. It's similar. <laughs> it's almost like we're right in line with this season of Game of Thrones. That is a coincidence, though. I promise. <laughs> that really is a coincidence. Yeah. You pointed that out last time to me, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, that that's convenient. Until until like three more episodes, and then we're gonna have to figure something else out. Oh yeah, we'll have to start a new show that coincidentally coincides. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna start. We're gonna start Shame of Thrones, which is just a Cersei <laughs> spinoff. I like that. I like that. Well, let's get right into it. Uh, a lot of shit happened, actually. Oh yeah. Oh wait, wait, wait. First, mm-hmm. let's give our obligatory spoiler alert. Oh yeah. Just because, especially since there were some revelations in this new episode that yeah, are potentially book spoilers too. For, yeah, yeah. For the book, definitely. We're gonna get into that a little bit. Not too much. Not too much stuff, but a little bit of stuff in the book. I would say the cold hands thing is a spoiler for the book's future. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's jump right into that. Cold hands was revealed, which yeah. is a character from the books that should have shown up a long time ago in the timeline of the books. They right. just delayed him uh, a very long time, which I'd always been really bummed out about because cold hands is rad. He's basically just like this crazy good guy zombie. Right. That still has full intelligence, but he's not a white Walker. And in the books, I think he rides like a huge elk, which is also mega cool. And they'd skip something. Also, that, that reminded me, they'd skip something from the books in the show in which it is revealed fully that the wall is magic. Right. And then at one point, uh, right around the time where they meet Cold Hands, they find out that there's this magic door in one of the towers of the of the wall that if you recite the, the Night's Watch pledge, the oath, this door, it's like a mouth just opens up into a doorway. And it's fully just magic for those people that, like Peter Dinklage out there that don't think that Game of Thrones is is magic or fantasy. It totally is. Uh, if zombies didn't give it away, or dragons, I guess. or you know, just all the other things, yeah, like everything in people Game being of brought back from the dead. Yeah, it's very annoying. People possessing wolves. Yeah, it's very. It's something that's very annoying to me. It's very irritating when people do that. And the Dinkles. Yeah, strangely enough, every once in a while, someone's someone that is involved in these these types of endeavors right and they're like oh it's not fantasy though it's it's like a high drama yeah with I, dragons i think probably the thing that excited me the most about the reveal mm-hmm. uh is that it's the same actor from season one which yeah they don't even do that for characters that are from season to season <laughs> yeah ma- the mountains jumped like three times oh yeah dario changed yeah people just swap in and out but um it's the same it's yeah. the same guy who played him in like the first episode or second episode or whenever it was yeah and it's, and it's super cool. There had been a lot of speculation online that from the beginning, I mean, I remember reading this years ago, right? That Bingen was actually, was cold hands and there's pretty much zero evidence of that in the books. Right. But there, it had still been speculated just because it is a guy that had died and, and everything like that. you don't see his face and everything. And he was wearing like night's watch gear, but it's like, there's a lot of night's watch guys. Yeah. Hey, it die. could be anybody. Yeah. But it totally was, and it's totally binging, and he totally showed up like swinging like a, a like a, a flaming, flaming rope flail. Mace. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I was like, I was like, what are they gonna do? So, 
some book spoilers things that they, they didn't do. In the books, when they first show up and Cold Hand shows up and saves Bran, there's it's kind of the same thing. There's a whole mess of zombies. And the Three-Eyed Raven just sicks like thousands of ravens on them and just eats them. That's so cool. Yeah. And so as soon as it showed Bran having all those dreams and there's a shitload of ravens, I was like, and you probably saw me. I was getting pumped. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck. I think they're about to show cold hands. You were ready to go. Yeah. And then they totally did. So pumps up. There's so many like cool things about that. Like watching you, someone who has like basically an encyclopedic knowledge of the of the books, right. like watching the show. And I can tell when something <laughs> wild's about to happen because you like start like punching yourself and like freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And you were like true. fist pumping. Yeah. I was pumped up. I was I was I was like I was moving. Yeah. I was body moving. So what else? So he revealed that Bran is the Three-Eyed Raven now. Yeah. Which is apparently... You better learn. Yeah. Which is apparently a title, which is really cool. So I don't know where that's going to go. I mean, obviously, we're going to see, and that's going to be fully developed. And and I'm really, really excited about that. I'm really excited to see them develop his... Also, they were showing a lot of the Mad King. Yeah. Which is might come back to that theory that now that we know that Bran can fuck people's heads up back in time... Yeah, because it, it showed it like four times of yeah. him just like saying "burn them all." Yeah, so he might just go back there and start messing with the head, which will be crazy. That will if be the whole thing. Insane. If the entire thing was Brand's fault, yeah, or like doing, maybe there's a reason why he does it on purpose. Yeah, or maybe he's just pissed. He's just like ready to get some revenge. Yeah. Maybe, and it, it was already like kind of like freaking me out a little bit that while that was happening, Cold Hands was burning things yeah. i was like oh this is just yeah. heading down a dark path <laughs> yeah what else uh Arya? It, was a, it was a good episode there it, was a lot it was a fantastic episode honestly the last like three have been amazing yeah. this season's been killing it yeah so yeah but, Arya went and watched the next part of the play yeah it was awesome it. yeah yeah th- they've been killing it with the play that play is really good yeah, strangely good and uh so she decided to go off on her own <sighs> Which, I, feel, I, I agreed with you that I feel like it was a little bit too early. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I really would have liked for her to complete a little bit more of her training. And honestly, just the faceless man is just so awesome. And I'm so scared that we're just like never going to see him again. Yeah. I was thinking, though, this is total speculation. I have no idea because it doesn't happen in the books or anything. But it would be amazing if the waif, the that woman just tracks Arya down and is going to kill her. And then he steps in and kills her. What? No way. Yeah, and I just came up with that just on a whim, just because I wanted it to happen. And that's fully headcanon of mine right now. But I would love for that to happen. I don't think it would be possible. I, I think he's too much. Like he's too much of a zealot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he would. I don't think he would like yeah. like go against the, his like beliefs. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. But it would still be really. It would be really cool. cool. But also at the same time, like the way like getting after her and then her just like whipping needle out and telling her no would yeah. be. It'd be a great scene. Yeah, that's and that's probably where it's going to go and that will be amazing to see i absolutely that would be an awesome i I guess culmination of Arya's. i mean it wouldn't be an end to her arc but it would be like a sub arc for her and and that would be really cool and that would be a really cool resolution for at least that part of it that'd be really neat but then that's like does that what does that set up then is he gonna go after Arya? Ooh, that's scary but i don't know man other than that horn hill was awesome yeah, it was. It was that like the, scene was great. And yeah. It was beautiful. That was like the biggest goddamn castle we've seen yet. Yeah. It was humongous. Yeah. And it was gorgeous, too. Yeah. They did a really good job with that, which is really cool. It's supposed to be one of the principal houses of the Reach. So I'm really happy about how they did that. They they did the... Uh, we hadn't seen the Tarly Banners, to my knowledge, yet. And so we finally got to the Striding Huntsman. And I was really pumped about that. I was yeah. really like... How are they going to do that? Because I, 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 some they changed some of them, and some of them I like a lot better. Like Stark, 
I like the, that they just did the wolf head. Right. And uh, there's a few that are like that. The Aaron banners look really weird as depicted from how they're described in the books. But I love how the show did it. Like yeah. With the crescent moon instead of the full moon. Yeah. But yeah, how they did, they did the striding huntsman, which is, which is, was rad. But Randall Tarley being an asshole. Oh man. was incredible. So, and I told this to you, um, as we were like, what right as the episode finished, but we talked about how last week, the whole Hodor thing wasn't that like sad. Impactful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like, it was impactful, Yeah, but it wasn't like depressing and sad. Right. Right. For right. me, Sam's dad, like berating him and Gilly like that was way more like getting me. Yeah. yeah. Like that I was, was hard having, to a, I was having a hard time watching it. Yeah, absolutely. No, they, they killed that scene and it, and it was great. All of the acting was fantastic. The actress playing Gilly was fantastic. Yeah, in she's it. great. I love that. She's yeah. like around. Yeah. And it is really cool. And I'm wondering what they're going to do with that because well, with that whole thing with him getting heartsbane, which already is oh, just man. bonkers. But I'm wondering what they're going to do because, so jumping back to some book stuff, he does go to Old Town. He never goes to Horn Hill right. in the books. He just goes to Old Town. His dad knows that they're going to Old Town. So at this point, it's like, what's going to happen? Okay, well, I go to Old Town. All right, well, I send my men to Old Town. Well, I just go with my men to Old Town to get my fucking sword back. Right. So it's like, what's going to happen there? Well, maybe they're not actually going to Old Town now. That's what I'm saying. It wouldn't make sense. Why would Sam take Heartsbane and then just go to exactly where his dad's going to go look for him first? So I wonder where he is going to go then. That sword is going to the wall. 100% that sword is going to the wall. That's so cool. Yeah. Seeing Heartsbane, I was pumped up about it. It was interesting that they did, and I see why they did it, so that it would... You know, allow for it to be just taken. Right. But Slightly was, more realistic than if it was a claymore. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and that it, it wasn't just being worn around right. by Randall. So yeah, awesome. I and I, I like that we finally got to see Dickon. Yeah. Which yeah, is, yeah. yeah, his brother. Which I was I was surprised at the age. I th- I thought that they were gonna go with a younger a younger actor. Right. But it was cool. It was like a, a teenager, which it makes sense because I think at this point, you know, Sam's been at the wall for, for a, a hot minute. So Right. Makes makes sense. Uh, what else? Oh, the High Sparrow, just kinging off. Oh man, he's winning. He oh, is yeah. winning. And he <laughs> he actually convinced Marjorie. Yeah, he actually like tricked her. Yeah, that actor. He he has this tendency of doing this this little like smirk every oh, yeah. once in a while. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and it's so funny because he does such a good job of in his speech and in, in the writing of his dialogue and in his acting, honestly, in his portrayal that you do start believing him. At least I do like a little bit like you're like, man, you are just like a good guy, albeit misguided and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But like you, you genuinely think that you're a good guy. But then every once in a while, he just hits you with like this weird smirk. And it's like, oh, no, like you are conniving. Yeah. You're you're twisting things around yeah, you're, and you're, you're spinning. You're a snake, not a, not a sparrow. Yeah. And I loved it. And, and I love that no one there, Jamie, I think kind of figured it out, but lady Olena was just like, Oh fuck. He fully just won. Yeah. This is exactly what he was trying to do. And he told Tommen that they were going to do like that March of shame, you know, the atonement simply so that they would do something like that to force Tommen's hand. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just like, Oh my God. You are so clever. Yeah. And and Jonathan Price, I think, is is perfect casting for the for the character. Like yeah. he's been killing it. He's been delivering like such good acting for that part, like right. all season. Yeah. And it's, absolutely. it's awesome. Yeah. Also, <laughs> they've gone like above and beyond of making his feet just like the nastiest shit in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. They they went out of the out of the park with it. Yeah. They're like stomp around in this actual trough for a little <laughs> bit. I, I like 
his feet are dirtier than anything I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you didn't have to go that far, but it's fantastic. I love it. So Jamie is no longer a Kingsguard. Man. Which is insane. Oh, and yeah. Honestly, that scene, it really reminded me of when Barristan Selmy was cast out right. of the Kingsguard. It was very, very similar, eerily similar to me. And if we remember what Barristan did right after that, <laughs> I... I I'm I'm wondering if that if that was purposeful to show that Jamie might go off on his own. I hope so. Yeah. So that brings us to an, another interesting tidbit. So Jamie is being sent to River Run with an army. Mm. Okay. Brienne is being sent to River Run. Oh. And they're like best friends. I totally forgot. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So I, I I didn't realize it at the time, but I was thinking about it afterward and I was like, what's he gonna do there? Like, how is that gonna go? He's gonna meet with the blackfish and he's gonna bring Edmure Tully there. Okay, how's that gonna go? How's that gonna play out? And then it's like Brienne is being sent to also talk to the Blackfish. Right. Is Brienne about to get an entire Lannister army for the north? It might. It might happen. Jamie might just go, okay, well, I'm no longer a Kingsguard. I'm I'm the Lord of House Lannister now. Fuck Kevin. Like, that's my uncle, but I'm Tywin's eldest son. Well, y'all fucked up. That wow. would be awesome. That would be incredible if he just shows up with, like, a Lannister army in the north. And just like, cool, this is us. That would be so rad. Yeah. So, I mean, it remains to be seen. I mean, Sansa didn't even trust Littlefinger bringing in the army of the Vale. Right. So she definitely 110% wouldn't trust a Lannister army just marching in to the north. So yeah. that... Ooh. Ooh, I can't wait to see how that turns out. Yeah. But I'm really pumped because they are definitely, unless something crazy happens, it looks like they're they're putting them in the same place at the love same it. time. Yeah. I love it because their whole like storyline together was Absolutely. my favorite. Absolutely. And it's so fantastic. So it's going a little bit off the page of what happened in the books because he doesn't get kicked out of the King's Guard. Right. But honestly, I think I might like this more. If he just fully becomes like Lord of House Lannister and just starts doing his own thing we might be able to see an even cooler redemption arc than we see in the books. That could be really, really cool. Yeah. I think it would be super mega cool if he's like, I'm Lord of Casterly Rock and now I'm actually going to do good stuff with this army. Man. So, so yeah, other than that, Daenerys gave uh, a pretty rousing speech. I saw some hate on it online. There were a lot of people that thought that it wasn't a very well delivered speech. And really? They were, yeah. There were people that were, were legitimately comparing it to Mace Terrell's speech, which was supposed to be like bumbling and, you know, bullshit. Why and, though? Yeah, I don't. I didn't get it either. I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was fantastically delivered. I thought it was well written. Yeah, it was great. They finally made the dragons look cool. Yeah, and Jurgon came huge in it. Yeah, he's enormous, which I, I love. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're about to be terrified. Which brings me to another point. So this is this is cool. This is something that I really like in writing in in any type of of storytelling medium when there's no real such thing or the lines are blurred. I guess is a better way of saying it, between good and bad guys. Mm -hmm. And you get kind of to the Breaking Bad thing. And it's right. like, at this point, we love Daenerys. Daenerys is one of the main characters of the show. Most people, including me, tend to root for her. But if you follow that logic, she is going counter to every other character in the show, basically. Right, right, right. She's, as it stands right now, she's against all the other characters that you love. Yep. In the show. Like, all of them. Yeah. Because like, she's going to go, she plans to go to Westeros and just overthrow everybody. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Tyrion and John and, and Well Tyrion's with her. So oh, that's right, that's yeah. right. I forgot. But everyone else. Yeah, like like you might be rooting for Sansa and Sansa totally might retake Winterfell and then Winterfell might just get burned to the ground. 
That would be so cool. Yeah. So it's like everyone else, everyone else that you like that's in Westeros, every single other character is against Daenerys Targaryen. So it's like, who do you root for? Yeah, and it's point? weird because there's like a separation because she's not near any of them ever. Yeah. She doesn't know any of them. Yeah. Like Daenerys doesn't even necessarily believe that her dad was crazy. Right. Like she thinks that that's like slander. There's a couple times where in the books, like Barristan Selmy tries to kind of tell her like politely, but yeah, it's, it's hard to say, man. It's, it's, it's hard to say because it might be a real cool thing where she might just fully be like the big bad of every other character in the show. That would be so cool. Yeah. And then it's like, who do you root for at that point? It's very, very, yeah. Breaking bad esque at that point. Right. It's like, I don't want this person to be a bad person, but she does fully intend to just fly in literally she even said it like we're going to tear their stone houses down she's about to bring like tens of thousands of screaming howling barbarians to westeros and all they do so cool yeah except if you're from westeros right (laughs) and then it's like cool these guys are used to just like pillaging and raping and murdering as much as they want to and you're just going to bring them into westeros I have a hard time feeling like you're a good guy at that yeah. point. And I get it. Like she wants revenge for her family and she, she wants what's hers. But at that point, that's where for as much as I didn't like some of the things that they did with Stannis, that was one of the things that they, that Stannis got. And he was like, I, I want what's best for Westeros. And he did yeah. in a weird backward roundabout way. He did want to like save Westeros and he wanted everyone to stop fighting. So she's about to have an army. Yeah. She's probably going to end up, well, I mean, she already has an army, but she's probably going to end up with Iron Islands on her side too. Yeah. And then what if she just ends up being like against John and he just has like the Lannister army and like the Vale army? Yeah. That might fully be what exactly what happens. She finds out that she has a cousin and then he's a zombie. <laughs> like it looks like they're setting it up to where, yeah, she's, she has, she's, she fully even said like, how many ships do we need? And they're like, a thousand. And coincidentally, where have, like, I, where have I heard that? Yeah, exact la- last episode, Euron's like, build me a thousand ships. Oh, okay. So, yeah, looks like she's going to have the Ironborn as a navy, which they're going to have to loop around Westeros. But I guess that's not that big of a deal for them. But, yeah, she's going to have a Dothraki army with the with the second sons with the Ironborn navy, which is absolutely terrifying. And three dragons. Ugh. Wild. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? But I think it's going to be super mega cool. There was another really creepy incest scene. Yeah. We hadn't seen one of those since, like, season one. It has been a while. I, I thought that they might be kind of getting away from that. No, they went full <laughs> back into it. Like, it was, even though I know it's fictional, it was still, like, uncomfortable for yeah. me. Yeah, it's 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 pretty weird and it's hard to deal with. But we'll see. We'll see what happens when Jamie gets around Brienne again. Oh, I hope. Fingers crossed. Oh, yeah. But, but then, then Tormund. I was about to say, then he's going to have to face off with Tormund. Heartbroken. Which I think one-handed Jamie loses that fight. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Absolutely. We also haven't seen Braun in a while. Yeah. Where is Braun? Has he even been in the season? I don't think so. Because he, mm-hmm. he was in Dorne yeah. with Jamie, but then when they came back on the boat, it never showed him. Yeah, I don't I don't think that he's been in this season. Hmm. We, I mean, we haven't seen Dorne since like episode one or two right. of this season. It's been a while. What can you do? <laughs> you want to jump over to this other program? Yeah, let's move on. So I'm currently right now watching Fargo season two. Um, I watched Fargo season one as it was airing, like weekly, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I thought personally, 
Uh, and then season two, I started it when it first started airing and I watched like the first two episodes and it just didn't hook me. But right now I'm watching it again and I'm like halfway through and it's really, really, really good. So this casting news for Fargo season three is pretty exciting. But yeah, they so they uh, revealed some really exciting casting news for season three, which I honestly didn't even know was happening until I read this. <laughs> but um, so Ewan McGregor has been cast as the lead in Fargo okay. season three. Wow. But he's playing two leads. Huh? So yeah, yeah. So it's two brothers, not twins, even strangely. So it's an older brother and a younger brother, and Ewan McGregor is playing both of them. Weird. But uh, I'm really pumped up about that because, like I said, I like I love the movie Fargo right. since you know I was a kid, uh, and I really like season one, and now I'm really enjoying season two. But like seeing him like play the lead opposite himself, yeah. And like, are they gonna do like the Neo thing from from Matrix when they just had a million of him on the screen? They're just gonna do like that, or are they gonna do him not be on the same screen with himself? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. It hasn't been it hasn't been addressed. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I know so they have the technology to do it. But. It's essentially like these two brothers, and one of them is like a super successful like real estate mogul who's like handsome and, and blah, blah, blah. And then his younger brother who is like not successful and is like just a crud. Uh, <laughs> he's a parole officer oh. and he's like, so even though he's the younger one, he's like overweight and like balding, but then his older brother is like handsome and, and wealthy and perfect. So oh, wow. the, the whole show is going to kind of revolve around their rivalry because the younger brother like blames the older brother for his misfortune. Oh, so wow. if you've, if you've seen even the movie Fargo or the one or two seasons of the show, uh, all, all these themes of some bumbling dum dum gets involved in some murder or crime that they are totally unprepared to deal with. <laughs> so I'm assuming that'll probably be Ray, which is the younger brother. Okay. Um, he'll probably accidentally kill someone or kill someone on purpose in a fit of rage and then spend the rest of the season trying to like cover it up because that's pretty much the theme. Right. But I, I think that's great. I, I mean, yeah. honestly, if you go and you watch uh, season one, watching Martin Freeman do like a Minnesota accent, right? He's, he's absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. So it'll be cool to see how Ewan McGregor handles that. Yeah. But yeah, I think it'll be cool. I've, I've been enjoying season two. It's great. Season one took place in 2006. Mm-hmm. And then season two take pla- takes place in 1979. Oh, wow. I didn't and then know that. Season three is going to take place in 2010. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they're all, it's not like, the, not the same cast. It's like right. American Horror Story. Okay. Where yeah. it's different every season. That's rad. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I is, it, is it supposed to be in the same continuity? It, it is the same continuity. And they'll have very, very little subtle refer- oh, references okay. in each season to things that happen in other seasons or in the movie. Oh, okay. Um, but none of them are like directly linked story-wise. Okay. okay. But like sometimes like a... In season one, because the movie takes place in the 80s, Mm -hmm. uh, in season one, there's a character who references essentially the events of the movie. Okay. But it doesn't actually directly tie into the show at all. Okay. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and, and it's one of those, and we've talked about this a lot of times, uh, where film actors are starting to move more towards TV roles. Right. And Fargo is definitely one of those. That's awesome. Um, like the um, Martin Freeman, obviously being the main character in first season, and yeah. Billy Bob Thornton mm-hmm. was the main villain, and then one of the main like tertiary characters was Oliver Platt, mm-hmm. and then in season two, Kirsten Dunst was one of the main characters. So it, it, it's really cool to see that, and yeah. it, happen, it happens more and more and more, and they're delivering like really really good product so far. Okay, um, pretty much anytime you see a TV series with like an actor who's primarily known for film, yeah, it turns out to be to be good. That Not all the awesome. time, yeah but a lot of the time. And I think it really hit home with me originally with True Detective season one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which of course they've both done TV series, but mm-hmm. not like, I mean, Woody Harrelson did cheers like th- th- 3000 years ago. Right. And then I don't think he's done regular TV series yeah. since then. Yeah. But Definitely. Yeah. 
So it should be cool. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, I really want to get caught up with that because I, I, it was one of those where I started it and I loved it. And then I was also watching it as it was coming out. And then I just got behind. Yeah, I just got away from you. Yeah, and, and, and then never, it starts to become like a task. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, oh, well, now there's 20 episodes of the show that I yeah. have to watch, and there's like a thousand other shows. But yeah, it's you should you should genuinely watch yeah. it. It's, it. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I was really enjoying it. Billy Bob Thornton was killing it. Oh yeah, his performance in season one is like amazing. Yeah, and unsettling. Yeah, it's like, do you kill people in real life? Tell me the truth. Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Also, his haircut. Oh yeah. They were making some choices. Oh, yeah, they went wild with it. It was also one of those shows that's really good about hitting you with like uncomfortable. Oh yeah, things absolutely. But in a way that's not like too much. And I really like that. I really appreciated it. But it's like you're hitting hitting me with stuff that I'm not used to in shows. But I'm I'm gonna buckle up for this. I'm I'm ready. Okay. What are you doing? All right, that's weird, but okay, I'll I'll, I'll go follow through yeah, with it. They have some really like un- uncomfortable interactions. Yeah. And just moments of like, again, like just some, some bumbling fool, like trying to talk their way out of some real way too into deep situation, which was William H. Macy's character in the movie. Right. But it's, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Like it's definitely unsettling to, to an extent. Yeah. But I absolutely love it. Like you're just like constant in season one, you're constantly like, Oh, Martin Freeman, why are you still doing this? Like, why are you still (laughs) trying to roll with this like person that you're not and like try and pretend and like get get away with this crime. And, uh, and I love it. Like those in the movie, those scenes where um, the sheriff was like interviewing William H. Macy, right. and he was like just getting caught up in these like lie, like just oh, hate it, but <laughs> yeah. also love it. Yeah. So yeah, Very it'll good. be cool to see you and McGregor play two brothers against each other. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how they how they how they choose to do that. I mean, they could very easily just do it to where they're only on screen together like twice. Yeah, and probably true. save themselves a lot of money. Yeah, absolutely. So in the science world, we've got this really cool thing. I, I'd, I'd been following it kind of for a while, but we finally got a video of it. It's Google's Aura. And it is a modular cell phone. And it is rad. I love modular technology anyway. Right. Pretty much any time that anyone's like, this is a modular microwave. I'm like, oh, okay, let me see what it's got. Uh, this is super cool. It has six slots that you can just put whatever into. Right. You can just snap in like a camera or a speaker in whatever order you want. Yeah, yeah. And then... So that's what I already thought that it was going to be. Right. And to me, that was already mega cool. But it's way cooler than that, I found out. So they're going to have, like, in the same way that there's like an app store now, there's like a Google app store. Right. There's going like to be a mod store. Yeah. What? Yeah. So they're just going to have developers that can just, it's going to have kind of the same rules as, as like the Google Google app store. Right. In that developers can come up with their any any mod that they want. That that could snap into this Slim Jim, and then they oh my God. they uh, then submit it to Google, and Google can approve it, and then they can just sell it. You can just buy it and snap it into this phone. And so they they were already theoretically like tossing out all sorts of wild stuff. They were like bottle opener, <laughs> yeah, like the storage compartments, nose and, hair trimmer, yeah. And they've they've got like so so already they they showed speakers, cameras, some kind of sensor. Uh, I'm not really sure what all its functionality was, but they were even talking about storage space. They were talking about battery life. You can just snap in like more battery. Right. Which to me, my phone would just be like five batteries and a, and a speaker. Right. <laughs> like I would well, just, it doesn't need to be five batteries and a speaker, right? Because you can have five batteries and just slot them into one slot as they expire. Yeah, that's and true. And you still yeah. have four slots yeah. for your bottle opener, your Slim Jim <laughs> pouch. Yeah, your laser teeth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but it, it, it looks really cool. I really like the design of it. Yeah, it looks really pretty. Yeah, and then they, and then in the exact same way, you're going to just be able to buy aesthetic pieces that right, you can right. just pop into this thing. Yeah. But well, oh, and even the even the the actual functional pieces are like there's like seventy different colors. Yeah, so you can just make like whatever art piece out of your phone that <laughs> yeah. you want, and then it's still completely functional and it has like utility. Yeah, absolutely. And also in fucking future news, you pop them out by speaking to it. You tell it like Google pop out the camera and it's like, Bloop, and, wow. Yeah. And then you, and then you, the piece actually disengages and you, then you can pull it out and that's how they don't just fall out. That's good. Wow. It's voice controlled modulation. That is really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm down. So Later this year, it said fall of this year, the like the dev kit is coming out. Right. And then ne- they're they're talking about next year, they're projecting next year. This will just be on the market. No idea how much it's going to be, how much the individual mods will be, but they were saying that they're trying to keep the price down. Right. Which is really neat. And almost as excited as I am for that, I'm really excited to see what Apple's answer to that oh, is. Oh God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> Will this finally be the phone that gets you to get an Android phone? May, I mean, and absolutely. Then as soon maybe. as you said, what I'm even more excited about, <laughs> my heart broke, and well, I knew what you were going to say. <laughs> well, and and I'm not saying because I I, don't, I mean it's not like I really have any loyalty to to iPhone as as a phone at this point. I just kept it because it's been convenient for me. But this, yeah, is absolutely what would push me away from from Apple. Right. Absolutely. But Apple has traditionally been very good at taking other people's technology. And kind of improving upon it. Well, I mean, and that's subjective, uh, but they have been good. They, it's kind of the Blizzard thing. Well, I'd say Blizzard's a little bit better at it. But um, <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. Overwatch, you guys. Overwatch <laughs> is a game. It's a game that exists. It's on the PC and the Xbox and the PlayStation. You should play it. <laughs> but, but yeah, anyway, so uh, super cool. I uh, can't wait to see how much it's going to be. And how? I, honestly, I'm super pumped to see what kind of mods roll out for this thing. Right. I, I Yeah, like the, the community mods, I'm really, really excited to yeah. see. Because, I mean, really, the sky's the limit. Just seeing how bonkers apps have gotten. Right. I, I'm pumped up to see just what all they can fit into this thing. Yeah, that's really, really cool. Like, I, I knew about this. I've known about it for a while, but I didn't know, you know, these new details until you told me. But I didn't know about those things that you just told me until right now. Like, that's I awesome. didn't know that they were going to do, like, the community yeah. mod store, which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I also didn't know that it was, like, voice-activated like, <laughs> yeah. mod ejection, which is so rad. Yeah, yeah, he he does it in the video. And I was like, oh, is that, that's a thing now? Like, we can just do that? Because that's just, if you did that in a sci-fi movie, I would just be like, that's the future. Yeah, when are we going to get that? The same day flying skateboards come out. <laughs> hey, I did, in kind of similar vein as that, I, I was on Kickstarter and I saw this goddamn skateboard that just has a controller. Love it. Yeah, and you can just like, it just goes. Drive it goes around. like, yeah, it just goes 15 miles an hour. And I was like, uh, yeah, give it to me. So, yeah, future. We're in the future. Just make it fly already. Yeah, where's the flying stuff? <laughs> Where's all the flying stuff? I, I really wonder. I, I, we've been playing Overwatch and like they have like flying cars and stuff. And I'm like, well, I want flying cars. They have robotic monks that float around. They really do. They have all sorts of mad crazy shit. Let's see if we can reference Overwatch in every episode of the show <laughs> forever. I'm, I'm sure that it will invariably happen yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. a while. But I mean, let's, let's try to make it organic and natural <laughs> but while also guaranteeing that we talk about it every single episode because it makes me happy i feel like every single episode has referenced no man's sky well it, it, it's it's no man's sky because that is the measurement of all time right anytime right. you're anticipating something being released you compare it to no man's sky yeah which because everything that will ever be released 
for now until the end of time is before. before no man's sky <laughs> it's really a way to get pumped up about like this new google phone which <laughs> definitely but, comes up by the no time man's no man's sky comes out we'll <laughs> be able like to plug two- no man's sky modules into our google phone <laughs> Yeah, the, the, the fucking mod store is going to have 14,000 mods before No Man's Sky releases. Yeah, yeah, they're coming out with a... I heard that they're coming out with a little mod you can snap into your Google Aura that just has a countdown timer for when No Man's Sky is coming out. And it just ticks back up every couple of days whenever Sean Murray is like, oh, nope, nope, just kidding. April Fool's. I'm trying not to give him a hard time because I read that thing about him getting like death threats and stuff. And well, I was, I, okay, doing a little bit about him delaying oh, the no, game. Yeah, yeah, I don't no. feel bad about it, but yeah, yeah that is horrible that yeah. people were like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, I, I actually, I read the article and I was like, man, people are, I, I'm, I'm fucking like really bummed out that No Man's Sky got delayed as well, but like, Jesus Christ. Like, people are having meltdowns about yeah, it. It's like, dude, you've never played this game. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm also having a meltdown about it, but it's a different type of meltdown. <laughs> right. Mine's yeah. like a personal, like, I'm in my room crying type of meltdown. <laughs> and then I just play Overwatch to just wash it all away. Overwash. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> yeah. These people, these people are freaking out. It's like their kid fell into a cage with Sean Murray. <laughs> Uh, we have to move. <laughs> we have to move on. Cool. Yeah, so hurt my heart. Uh, in, also in science, um, I'm gonna have to give out to uh, a shout out to my brother for this one because not only did he like, I mean, obviously, you know, you can't really claim that you had an idea without like patenting it. But uh, this basically this exact thing, uh, you and I were in a, on a car ride with my brother. Yeah, like, to get barbecue. Yeah, like a year or two ago, and he yeah. told us this exact thing. Yeah, um, weirdly, weirdly similar. Yeah, Yeah. So essentially, these scientists created little tiny mobile robots. Um, they're they're nothing special, you know. They can't do a lot of complex tasks. They pretty right. much just their entire existence is to get from point A to point B, which is a light source. Mm-hmm. And they mate and they duplicate and make children that are more improved versions of themselves. Yeah. So it's these little robots that are made out of you know just a series of blocks of cubes mm-hmm. that can that are mobile. Right. And they all just continually move towards the end of this track. And then at the end, the ones who have like the best time or like the most success getting there, they then pass their quote genes, which is actually the hardware that they're using right. and the code that they're using, and then combine it with other parent robots that have done well. So and then crazy. they 3D print a child, which has traits of both the parents and then is even more successful. That's so crazy. And it's really the, the idea is almost like verbatim what he told us about like <laughs> yeah. two years ago. Yeah. For seriously, we, we were, we were on this like hour long road trip one way to go get barbecue at this, at this really good spot. And Danny's brother just fully told us that, that exact. So he was like, what would happen if these like, robots it, it would be just, really cool if we could do this project. Yeah. Like if these robots just like, if they could somehow like mate and then pass on traits of one another yeah. and, how would that work? And what would we find out? And what would the end product be? Et cetera, et cetera. And then, yeah, you sent it to me today. And I was like, well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, so it's a two, it's a two level shout out because one, he gave, he told us this, you know, two years ago or whatever, right. a year ago, but two, he also sent me this article. Yeah. He sent me this article and all he said was boom. <laughs> Yeah. So, awesome. That's awesome. Yep. It That's, runs runs in the family. Predict uh, predicting. I predict these things. 
<laughs> Boom. Yep. But yeah, it's really, really exciting. Again, it's super simple, right? It's not ex machina, right? Right. We're not creating shitty movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. Right. It's just these little, you know, it's essentially one step up from like Lego robotics. Yeah. It, it's definitely like really shit show robots. Yeah. Like but, barely but can be called robots. But they're doing it. You know, but they, yeah, they, they, they hobble to the finish line and then. <laughs> Whichever one got there faster is like, ooh, my legs are the same length, which is a huge advantage. <laughs> maybe go. we should, yeah, maybe we should pass maybe it down. We should do that. And then you know, this other one's like, ooh, but I have like a stabilizing tail. Yeah, pass that down, and now you have a little lizard robot, baby. Love it. Yeah, yeah I, I would love to see. I would love to see like more details as as this unfolds, right? And as as we see more and more of these traits being passed down, and like what what starts like what trends they start. Where's seeing? the live stream? Yeah, like that would that would actually be really cool. Like I, I would actually love to get like regular yeah. updates of just this. Just let me put just let me put a streaming feed, you know, on my side monitor as I'm working and just watch these robots like it's crazy. preach their way yeah. down this this racetrack. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be something really like cool to just have idling on like as you're working. It w- it would be. And it would be it'd be super cool. But yeah. I I would like to see if they just get some like Start getting weird, wonky shit, or right. if they start getting really advanced, like somehow. Right. That oh, this is cool. just an exact robot cat. It's yeah, yeah, a cat. Wait, how did y'all get a Velociraptor? Yeah. Like, why is there a Velociraptor robot just running around, just fucking other robots up yeah. now? Or what if it gets like wildly divergent from the evolution that occurred on Earth? Yeah, and well, just comes up with shit that we never would have even thought of. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's like, just this tripod animal. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I was thinking. I was like, what if there are? I mean, there have to be like innate traits that only develop because we're organic. Right. So following that that stretch of logic, there would have to be certain traits that would only happen because they're inorganic. Well, you so, have to think, we focused, we spent so much of our energy over the last, you know, million years or whatever to, you know, having eyeballs and digesting mm-hmm. milk and et cetera, et cetera. You know, having extra teeth in our mouths right. and having tails, et cetera. But they literally only walk. That's yeah. it. Yeah, their only exi- their only purpose for existing is mobility. Mm-hmm. So that's the only trait that they're focusing on. So like, it could just get wild. Yeah, it could just get like roller skates. Oh yeah, fucking cool. Oh, I'm just a wheel man. I'm just a robot mm-hmm. from uh, Interstellar. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That thing was cool. That was really cool. I, Tar- I really Tars. Yeah, I really liked him. Great, best character in the movie. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. In video games, there is a rumor that we're going to get next year, we're going to get Injustice 2. Yes. Yeah. So for those of you that that don't follow fighting video games, Injustice was a DC Comics based fighting video game made by the people that made Mortal Kombat. Yep. And it came out, what, three years ago? Yes. And it was awesome. We played the fuck out of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we <laughs> we play- played it like a problematic amount when it first came out. Yeah. And I, and I actually ended up playing it after everyone else had like given up on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. We were I, already done. We'd already washed our hands of it. <laughs> yeah. I ended up playing it for, for like a year. You got divisioned. Yeah. So this is awesome news. The new mortal Kombat, mortal Kombat X, which came out last year, uh, was an awesome game. Hell of a lot of fun. Great design made by the same people. Great graphics. The storyline was actually a lot of fun. Uh, really involved. I, you know, I liked just about damn near everything about it. And so I'm really excited to see what they do with that same engine, same level of graphics with a new injustice because injustice was so much fun. Yeah. Honestly, I I feel kind of weird, but I I feel like I liked injustice more than I liked mortal Kombat, the the new mortal Kombat. I I definitely put a lot more time in it. I would say 
that I liked Mortal Kombat 9 mm-hmm. more than I liked Injustice. Okay. But I did like Injustice more than I liked Mortal Kombat 10. And I don't dislike any of them. Right, right. Just if I were to rank them. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I obviously played a hell of a lot of MK9. I didn't... I, I played... MKX and I I got into it pretty hardcore for a couple of weeks and then well I was having connectivity issues trying to fight people online right. and so I just gave up. Apparently they fixed that I've heard, but I just by by that point I was so far behind the curve that it wasn't it wasn't worth it for me right to you know put that much effort into um, I, I, caught up. For me, so I'm a huge Mortal Kombat fan. Yeah. I have been since the first game came out. I've been playing Mortal Kombat since the first game came out. I, own, I had a Super Nintendo, and I had Mortal Kombat 2 and Mortal Kombat Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 on my Super Nintendo. And right. I would invite my friends over and just spank them, and they would get <laughs> mad and be like, you're cheating. Right. And also a DC Comics fan since I was yeah, a kid. absolutely. So when, when Injustice first was announced, I was like, no way. Yeah. Like they're making an Injustice or a DC fighting game based in the Mortal Kombat 9 engine. The thing is, is that like now they're making Injustice 2 based in the Mortal Kombat 10 engine. Yeah. Which is like going to be gorgeous. Yeah. My only real, like not necessarily my hope, but like my fear, I guess, mm-hmm. is that like make different characters. Yeah. Like don't just make the same roster with mm-hmm. with with updates because they they did change the roster hugely in Mortal Kombat yeah, 10. Absolutely they did. And they could either so many, so characters, many characters. I better DC. see a blue beetle. I better see a blue beetle. <laughs> I hate Booster Gold, but let me see him. Yeah, that would let be Let me cool. get a let me get like a Plastic Man. Yeah. How cool would that be? Yeah, that would be cool. Getting into some of the really wonky characters in DC. Yeah, they yeah, have a yeah. hell of a lot of them. Let me get How about the uh the the 90 Superboy from like Death of Superman? <laughs> that would be with cool. The, with the glasses, yeah, the leather yeah. jacket? Yeah. He, that would be cool. Let him come flying in. Who else? Infinity. Or, or Hell, the other Superboy that had the tactile telekinesis. Oh no, that's not fair. That yeah. dude was OP. Yeah, he was. Or Superboy Prime. Mm. <laughs> he was. That was the most ridiculous comic book character ever come up with. Yes, that whole story arc was wild. But it would be cool to see like Kyle Rayner. Yeah, like, let me get a let me get a guy Gardner. Yeah. I oh yeah, any of those. Oh, any of like the any of the other ring. Any of the other ring oh, slingers? Oh yeah, let me get like um, Atrocitus. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that would be really cool. Oh, yeah, because he's oh. he's in Injustice in the background. Is he? Yeah, yeah. And th- there's like that rooftop level, and there's a Green Lantern and Atrocitus like fighting in the background. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about yeah, that. Like flying around. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, him like any like the Indigo, any of, like Star Sapphire, any of those would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. it would definitely have to be like Ray Palmer mm-hmm. as as a. It couldn't yeah, just be like generic yeah. Lantern Man. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it could like those Blue that, Lanterns, like that the elephant. elephant one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that dude was honestly all of the Blue Lanterns were mad they cool. Were, there was like three of them, but they were all yeah. super dope. Also, that like the the Indigo ones were all really cool, and then they fucked with their they story a lot, them. and they made them just creepy. Yeah, they were all like space Hitlers. Yeah, 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 right. I hated that. Let me get like, let me get Black Flash in the game. Oh yeah. Or like, there's just so many. Like, don't just give me the same yeah. roster. Yeah. And think Mortal Kombat X has like a million characters because mm-hmm. they've done like four DLC packs or whatever. Yeah. And they've got wild with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like, what could they if they if they were to get like genre wild with it with DC? Like, what could we get? <sighs> could we get like an amalgam character? Oh, that would be cool. That would be really cool. How wild would that be? That that would be insane. That would be actually be insane. I mean, that, all they'd have to do is license one of them and be like, hey, let's get Wolverine in our game. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or Dark Claw. Yeah. I, I miss those Amalgam guys. But they didn't do they didn't do any weird like cross-genre DLC with Injustice, right? No. No. There's Batgirl. No, they did Scorpion. Oh, yep. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So they, the potential's already there. And I mean, I know that's not super far stretch. Right, right. But There's the potential is there. Characters already. Because with... 
it, with MKX, they've gotten like Xenomorphs, Predators, mm-hmm. Leatherface, yeah. Jason. Yeah, they, they don't, they don't like, really care. They just they, put like horror movie characters yeah. in. That's oh, true. Okay. Yeah, they could they could absolutely do that. Yeah, I I would love to see more like like we've talked about it like three times already. But yeah, seeing B stringers, that would be really cool yeah. to just be like, hey, you've already established that Joker can can fight like in a hand to hand combat, you know, fist fight with Superman. Joker can get punched into space <laughs> and not die. <laughs> yeah. So you, at this point, you have no excuses. Anyone could be there and just be like, hey. But it would be so cool to see some of the the real crazy people like Kid Infinity or like any yeah. anything like real wild. Like Not that. just like Batman, Superman, Wonder yeah. Woman, Flash. And I get it. Like you have to have them. Sure. Yeah. But you um, can also have the other cool ones. Too. Yeah. Like that, what's the wildest character they put in? Like maybe Lobo. Yeah. Or like Zatanna. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, come on. You could get so much yeah. more wild than that. Yeah. Put in some like like if you just look at like the rogues galleries of these people. Just put somebody wild in. Well, yeah, because I mean, even just getting past the heroes, getting into some of the villains, yeah, of just the characters. Put, put Mirror Master in the game. Ooh, yeah, do it. Just do it. Any one of the rogues. Yeah. Any one of the rogues that you want, just go for it. Oh, I would even like settle for like some weird stuff, like put like Calendar Man in. Like, why not? Right? <laughs> right. Just put him in. Who yeah, cares? Ca- calculator. Do with, it with the with like the calculator suit. Yeah. yeah, that would be dope. Yeah, they really could, and DC has just a billion characters. Just a billion character. Phantom Stranger. Oh, just throw the Phantom that Stranger so in. Cool. That would be fucking cool. Man. The question. Oh, yeah. That would be so Either bad. one of them. Yeah. Throw them both in. Or any 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 of those like crazy like Chinese heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was it like the August General and. Uh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Any of those dudes. They were all fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, D- DC really has done a fantastic job of making a, an enormous diverse list of villains that are right. all mega cool. I mean, they have some, they have some stinkers for sure, but they have a lot of really cool villains. Yeah. I wonder if we would get anyone from suicide squad because they're, oh, that's like marketing right now. Yeah. Maybe that'd be cool. I, I'd play as dead shot. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Captain boomerang. Yeah. Either one of them. That would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. Captain boomerang would be so, especially good. if they did the younger one and give him like a little speed boost. Oh yeah. That would be fucking dope. Man, yeah. Any of the rogues would be cool. I Bat- feel like I feel like they definitely need to put a different speedster in. Like, yeah, other than just the Flash. And so, I mean, luckily DC has a fuckload of them. Oh yeah, there's a ton of Marvel speedster. has like two. Yeah, DC has like ten. And every one of the DC ones is like ten times faster than the fastest one in Marvel. It's oh yeah, like absurd. I, I always do this bit where I'm like, dude, you know, Quicksilver can run at six hundred <laughs> miles per hour. Yeah. What? Yeah. And he's like straining to do it. Oh yeah! And then Flash is like uh, just under the speed of light. And run, there's been times where he's like surpassed. It. I run so fast that shit breaks. <laughs> yeah, I, I run so fast that I have to take like precautions not to just blow the planet up. I run so fast that I've created story arcs about it. <laughs> yeah, I have a treadmill that I can just travel time by running on it. Yep. Oh, Flash, so Flashpoint cool. paradox, y'all. But yeah, there's there's a lot of them, and there there are so many cool characters in DC that that really would fit perfectly into that kind of fighting. Penguin would be super good. Yeah. Just because of all his like umbrella contraptions. Yeah. That could add so much to, to a fight. Oh yeah. Yeah. If they did like different, different forms with that. Oh yeah. Like hit him with a gas or like a gun or like deflect attacks with it. Like block, oh, like shield. Oh yeah. Man. Oh, uh, so yeah, hopefully they hit us with just like 
a smorgasbord of just of characters. Yeah, I need that. Plastic Man would be like my number one. Plastic Man would be really cool. Steel would be really cool. Yeah, just put the whole the whole Death and Return of Superman crew yeah. in. You've already got Doomsday in the game. Yeah, just throw all of them in. Yeah, Azrael, Cyborg Superman. Oh, well, they, they did a skin for him. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. He was. He. I guess he wouldn't really be any different than Superman in yeah. like play style. Yeah, but like Ion, they could they could oh, bring Ion in. Kyrian or Ion, they could do. Uh, Man, just the sky's the limit. Especially getting into like all of the like the ring slingers. It's just like there's so many of them. They could throw in. Yeah. Oh, what was his name? The Orange Lantern. Oh, um, oh man, he had a really wild name. Yeah, he was weird. Salacious Crumb. Yeah, it was basically. Sal- <laughs> I knew his name like five years ago. But yeah, I, I, I knew it at one point. But yeah, he was a really cool character. Yeah. Oh, um, you know who'd be cool? Vandal Savage. Oh yeah, damn, he would really be cool. Uh, yeah, oh, Razal Ghul. Oh, yeah, that would be great. That yeah. would be super great. Yeah. He'd, he'd be just, fun to play He'd us. just be, like, fighting, punching. Oh, yeah, just chopping people. Because, yeah, D- DC just... Oh, man, they, they have a lot of cool characters. Seeing, like, what they could do with different the different Blue Beetles as well. Like, getting into, like, Jamie Ray's and getting, like, just crazy, like, put my hands together and I have some sonic gun, but then I also just have, like, sword hand and then I, I, I just have, like laser t- teeth mouth that comes off of my back and just chomps people. Jamie Reyes, also known as also known as Jaime Reyes. Yes. That's him too. I fucked that up. I've only ever read it. <laughs> it's probably actually true. Yeah, it's true. It's I've never once heard that said. Um I anyhow, never even thought about that. I saved your life. Yeah. You're welcome. Damn, I'm stupid. I'm a stupid idiot. We're leaving this in. Yeah. So just uh right before we started this segment, I told Garrett like you know we're going to ramble about <laughs> DC Comics forever, right? That's and true. Uh, we totally did it. And yeah, I, knew, I knew we were going to. We're like a, almost 12 minutes in. So so let's scoot on uh, to a, a quick thing I wanted to touch on in video game news. It's it's kind of TV news, but it's based on the video game that I hold dear to my heart. So that's why we're going to talk about it. Yeah. This Mega Man TV series redesigned garbage trash. Yeah. So f- I have multiple multiple layers of problems with this. Right. First and foremost, don't redesign Mega Man. Yeah. Step one. Step two, put your dick in the box. <laughs> Step three, Ben Ten. Why? So it's it's a TV series that's being done by the same creators as as Ben Ten. Everything in that show was perfectly designed. Yeah. Why is this thing so stupid? So anyone listening, go and look up like Mega Man 2017 TV series redesign and like look at the picture of this kid and tell me it doesn't look dumb, stupid. Yeah, it really is. Because it looks dumb, idiot, stupid, dumb. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's weird because Mega Man, so we, we were just talking about this right before we, we recorded tonight. Mega Man's already a very simplistic character, like aesthetically. Yeah, he's just like blue jumpsuit, gun arm, helmet. That's it. That's it. That's just it. big ass boots. That's it. And... They somehow went the like, they tried to go like the less is more with someone that's already been less is mored. <laughs> you yeah. know, like he's already such a minimalistic character, which is awesome because it's modular. That's the whole point of Mega Man is that he beats people and then gets their powers. Right. You can, you can snap a bottle opener onto him. <laughs> yeah. And it, <laughs> and it, it took it, a second. And it always looks cool. Right. 
but it makes sense from how he's designed. And then they, for some reason, they were like, let's dumb that down even more. Let's make it even more simplistic and basic. Right. And it doesn't need to be. He's already like perfect. Well, and what's weird about it is they, so they kept the helmet and the, right. and the big, you know, the, gl- the, the gun arm and the mm-hmm. big boots, but then they like shrunk down his arms and legs yeah. to be like super thin. Yeah. And then they went with like this weird, like pseudo kind of cell shaded CGI, like 3d kind of, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it too. And, and, it, and it extra sucks because like you said, like Ben 10, was awesome and the designs for every single alien ever was awesome every single one of them yeah across the board every time they came out with a new one i was like jesus christ even the aliens that kevin 11 turned into (laughs) by the way if you've never seen ben 10 you should watch ben 10 yeah ben 10 is actually awesome and it and it's one of those shows that's like you can watch it as a kid or you could watch it as an adult and it and right it has and it has stuff for both and so yeah like Avatar. But yeah, it, it just doesn't even make sense. It's it's like, who did this? Who yeah. came up with these designs? So Mega Man is like my age. Yeah. I mean, the, the it's IP. It's like, yeah, like 30 years old, yeah. I, it's been around since, I, since I've been around. Yeah. And like, I don't... I, you know, I've seen a lot of different versions of Mega Man come and go. Like yeah. they, did the, they did the weird, like, reboot. Mm-hmm. Like the, the You're Inside a Computer Mega Man series <laughs> right. for like Game Boy Advanced, which right. I still liked those games. Even though it was like an update, it was still the same damn Mega Man right, with right. just updated like costume yeah this is something that i don't even like remember like Mega Man legends yeah like they did like wonky parts on that and it still was true to like the Mega Man form and you could have like a gun gun arm that was like longer than your torso like your body yeah and it still was it still was Mega Man. but yeah it's very strange and so I, may i don't know maybe everyone go look at it and tell me what you think maybe i'm being a gen oneer about it but I feel like I hate I it. I don't think so, man. I, I, I think you're spot on I with this. I feel like it's objective. Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. I, I love Mega Man as well. And I wouldn't even mind if they had like retooled it and it was cool. But it's not. I, I took one look at it. I, I didn't realize when you... when You, you thought it was a game? Well, no, no, no. I, I thought that you were saying that it was cool. And Ooh. when I pulled it up, I was like, I... I'm gonna have to like. I'm gonna have to detract. I'm gonna have to get a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> yeah, I'm done doing the podcast. Yeah, we're gonna have to carve out this living room. Yeah, put a garage. No, I hate it. Yeah, I'm glad because well, I'm not glad that you hate it because it sucks. I, I'm glad that we're on the same page. <laughs> I'm glad with that it. you didn't like it because that would have been I yeah to kill myself. I legitimately thought that I was gonna have to be like, so that Mega Man design, I kind of hate it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Have you yeah. ever seen Ex Machina? That's how that's how yeah, Mega Man redesigned. <laughs> yeah, this is the Ex Machina rebooted video game TV series. <laughs> it's true. Hey, for anyone listening, we didn't like Ex Machina, which is weird. Not really. That wasn't good. Anyway, on to movies. Yeah. So, so jumping right over into uh, into movie time. There's a movie uh, a, that's basically just Ex Machina, but scary. Yeah, and hopefully good. Yeah, and it looks it looks good. It's the same basic premise, sort of. Bare Bones premise is the same. So it's called Morgan, and it comes out uh, this year, September the 2nd. And it stars uh, Kate Mara and Paul Giamatti. And it's very similar in that it's about... There's an artificial intelligence, although this is... I think this is more so because I think it's organic. Yeah, yeah. So, it just says, like artificially created life. It doesn't specify if it's an Android or a clone or anything like that. Yeah. So, but it's similar in that it's kind of being studied by someone. The, the premise is that Kate Mara is going in and she's basically like what Ed Norton's character was in fight club as a job. Right, right, right. (laughs) She's going to investigate this company. 
Yeah, and then and then determining if they have to terminate this project, which would be terminating a life. And so in that way, sort of similar to Ex Machina, but whereas Ex Machina was like a suspense thriller, this is definitely just a horror movie. Yeah. And I don't normally go for horror movies that much, but I'm actually really wanting to see this. It looks really yeah, good. Yeah, the trailer's really solid. It The trailer just really gets under your skin. They did yeah. a great job editing the trailer without giving too much away. I probably won't watch anything more beyond the first trailer just yeah. because I think that the movie will do better with a little bit of mystery. Right. But the music in the yeah, trailer is spooky. like really, it really gets you. Yeah, it's very spooky. You don't, I don't know, spoiler alert, but you don't see what even like Morgan looks like. Right. In, in the trailer, which, yeah, is much more spooky. And Danny and I both have a thing where we where we try not to see uh, beyond the first trailer of any movie that we're definitely going to see anyway. Because we've found that it actually does like heighten the, the actual cinema experience. Right. And, and it absolutely does. And it's it's so weird. And it's this I, I have this love-hate relationship with trailers because of that. Because the like as more and more trailers for a movie come out, they they start showing more and more until finally like usually like the last trailer that comes out right gives before, away like everything yeah it's just like the short abridged version of the movie and some of these trailers and and I've noticed that it's especially bad with like kind of the like the Oscar bait movies they'll be like seven minutes long and it will right. just be the whole fucking movie right and it's like man what did you want to leave anything to mystery at this point that yeah. you showed the entire movie you showed like entire scenes of dialogue i think that the the film that i really realized that that was a thing was interstellar because the only trailer I ever watched for Interstellar before it came out was that very first trailer, right. which was a literal calendar year before the movie came yeah. out, where it was just like Matthew McConaughey like crying, driving in a cornfield, and yeah. then like a rocket taking off, and that was like it. Yeah, I saw the one. Well, and it's when I, I used to work at Alamo Draft House, and so I didn't really have a choice. But I saw the only one that I had ever seen was the one where it's um, Michael Caine has that like voiceover, and he and he gives like a monologue. Yeah, but it doesn't say like anything about the movie. Right. At all. And so I didn't, I still didn't know. Like I knew that uh, obviously it's about interstellar travel, but I had no idea anything else about the movie. And so it was awesome because then when we watched the movie, I didn't know that they went to a water planet. I didn't know that there was a big ass wave and like all of these things. And I remember talking to someone about it and they were like, oh yeah, well I knew that was going to happen because of the trailer. And I was like, well, thank Christ I didn't see that. And that's when I was like, maybe I've got something going here. Maybe, maybe we should stop watching trailers. And you and I were both like, yeah, let's stop watching trailers. And it's proved itself. Yeah. It's 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 definitely heightened the movie movie watching experience. Sometimes I sometimes I give in. Sometimes I have a hard time yeah. not watching a trailer. Yeah, um, it was really hard for me not to watch that uh, that X Men one that you told me the other day. The, like, the Quicksilver yeah, scene. Yeah, Did yeah. you watch it? Uh uh-uh. Dude. Yeah, and, and and I saw people talking about it, and I saw them post it um, on Facebook, but I, I decided to abstain. And uh, so, so Trev went and saw the movie, and he said it was terrible. Oh no! And someone else went and saw it, and they said that they like left before the end. I can't no yeah, way! Somebody was telling me that they walked out. Crazy man! I actually really liked both of the last two. Well, um, we're gonna go see Ninja Turtles on Thursday, <laughs> so that should be good. Yeah, pretty fired up about it. Yeah, big Michael Bay fan. I don't know if you guys saw Transformers Four off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> it actually was really good. It was really good. I, 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 Unpopular I, opinions over here. Yeah, I, it was very strange because I was I went into it expecting it to be a joke, and I, I watched it and I was like, "This is just a good movie." Yeah, like, it was entertaining, which is the only 
Transformers movie? Well, no, no, no. It's just the only thing that a movie needs to be for it to not be bad. Yeah, sure. Because lately there have been so many times when I've been like, man, I hated blank. And somebody will just be like, it was entertaining. So now I'm just going to say that. Whenever I like a movie that everyone else hates, I'm just going to say like, well, Ninja Turtles 2 was entertaining. Casey Jones was in it. I'm a little piggy. That was Bebop, not Casey Jones. Right, of course. Yeah, it's... uh I'm actually pumped about the about the Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, I'm pumped about Transformers Five, which is gonna uh, supposedly gonna start firing up this Hasbro shared universe. Is that the one? That's the one that's yeah, gonna yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of theories about it that, that this is gonna be the one that that introduces some characters. Okay, I didn't know that. So you had, you had said that before, but I didn't realize it was this movie that was gonna do a crossover. Yeah, I thought it well, was gonna be the it's next. Not, it's Joe it's movie. not confirmed. Oh, okay. But there there are some things about the poster and the title. That the fans were getting getting fired up about. Okay, but we won't get into that. Yeah, yeah, we'll save. It Ultimately, the point is Morgan looks good. <laughs> yeah, we, we got way off. Well, not really. Transformers is about artificial life that oh, fucks us true. up. That's true. It's, it's that's the true. same. But yeah, so we're, yeah, I, I, I'm pumped about seeing it. it. It's it looks spooky. It looks like it's gonna be it's gonna be a cool, hopefully an interesting take on it. I I hope it's not just like you raised me in this lab and you treated me like shit, so now I just want to kill everybody. I gotta destroy humanity. I'm just. Man, I, I hate oh, you, you. You can fuck her if that's what you were thinking. <laughs> I hate that trope more than anything. If, if anyone was wondering why I didn't like Ex Machina, I, I absolutely hate that trope. And I love artificial intelligence tropes. I love future her off chain. Yeah, like her was legitimately like top 10 movies for me of all time. I loved it, especially in terms of like romantic movies. It was probably in like my top three. So I have no I have no problem with, with those tropes, but I have a problem with pointless, I don't know, I guess like artificial intelligence acting exactly like humans. It just, it feels so contrived to me and it's so overdone and it's like every single time there's ever like an AI movie, it's just like we gave them AI and now they want to kill us all. We gave them AI and now they're Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any fucking sense. And... I hate it, and I, I I hope that it's not just that, but we'll see. Uh, speaking of uh, you know things that uh, that trailers and and whatnot, Rogue One. Yeah, we saw the trailer a few months back, and it was incredible. Yeah, fantastic. Um, but now they're doing reshoots for the movie, which yeah, like a month of reshoots, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a month of expensive big reshoots, and the movie comes out in just a few months. Really. Yeah. It, I'm a little nervous about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to send <laughs> death threats to them right? Uh, about it, but I, I'm scared that it's Disney trying to make the movie more marketable mm-hmm. instead of more fan friendly. Yeah. And I get that. That makes sense. Right. And I hope that's not what it is. You know, it always could just be reshoots just because it wasn't testing well and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's been a thing with star Wars forever. Yeah. A new hope had reshoots mm-hmm. uh, a lot of reshoots but I, I because they very specifically originally announced and marketed this movie as being like a no, force free you know right. no Jedi grittier darker storyline in the Star Wars universe right and I can really really see that that not going over with test audiences yeah just because they want it's not the it's not the same they want force to. awakens too right which don't get me wrong I love force awakens but I, I was excited for a new kind of thing yeah and Absolutely. so I really, really, really hope that they're not doing it. Yeah, hopefully to make there was it more just, marketable to, to the masses. Right. Just hopefully there was just a Jar Jar, and then they decided to take Jar Jar out. 
That's Hopefully there was never a Jar Jar. <laughs> well, I was I'm like in a in the, in the like the best case scenario, there was some dumb shit that they did put in and then they decided to take it out. Oh, man, That's, I just really hope that they're not going back on that whole thing. Like, yeah, me too. Me too. I, I that was my initial when I read when I read about it. That was my initial like fear. It was yeah. like is it just because test audiences are like, where's you, the lightsabers? Yeah, they're they're like, "Oh, well this isn't a Star Wars movie if you didn't if you don't have the force." And you don't have lightsabers. I'm so scared that that's what happened. Yeah. And I mean, when, when they very first announced this and kind of went into describing what it was going to be about. Right. They like used the phrase like, it's like a God's not coming to save you story. Right. And like, man, I want that movie. I want to see that movie. Yeah. But no, that sounds awesome. And it's, and it's, it is still a Star Wars movie. And there, that's the thing. Like the galaxy in Star Wars is a huge, massive place. And there are very few Jedi running around. And so... There's all sorts of shit that are, that's going on all the time that has nothing to do with Jedi and no, nothing to do with the Force. So much so that most people don't even believe it's a real thing. Right. You know, in episode four, there is fully like an officer, you know, in the Empire that doesn't believe that the Force is real until he gets choked. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's real. That's how rare these people are. Yeah. And one so, one, yeah. one fan theory that I've heard, and I'm actually kind of okay with this if this is the case. I, I mean, pre, pre-Civil pre War Danny would be skeptical. Yeah. Uh, I read that some people think that maybe they're writing in young Han Solo now that he's been cast. Oh, interesting. Which, if they just do like a little Spider-Man and it's, and right. it's, it's done well. Right. I'm okay with that. If they're just like, oh, here's a scene where just Han Solo's in it for like a minute and he just does some cool Han Solo-y thing and it's played by the kid who's going to play him in the, right. in, the, in the spinoff movie. I'm fine with that. Right. So that's something that if that's what they're doing, then that's I'll, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But the fact that it's like a huge month's worth of ex- expensive shooting. Yeah, it doesn't like, sound like that. Yeah. Oh, we're cutting Han Solo into every scene. We're going to put him <laughs> in the entire movie now. Right. He's the pilot now. Diego Luna is just cut out of the movie. <laughs> It's just on solo the whole time. It sucks so bad because the trailer looked so awesome that I, I just think people are stupid. I just think test audiences are, are, are a bad idea pretty much goddamned always because people are stupid, which I get it. Like you're trying to appeal to the masses and in, in, in a lot of times that means lowest common denominator. I get that. But also people thought Snowpiercer was good. So hmm. Snowpiercer is, of course, the movie that Transformers <laughs> 5 is going to be. <laughs> Because Transformers 5 comes out before No Man's Sky. (laughs) Yeah. So some really cool stuff in Kickstarter this week, which I'm really pumped up about. So Chuck Palahniuk is on Kickstarter right now for one of his books to be made into a movie. I'm extremely excited about this because it's actually one of my favorite of his books. Uh, It's called Lullaby, and it's one of his older ones. And it's currently right now sitting at... Uh, $212,967 out of $250,000 and has 16 days left. So I, I'm, I'm confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really, 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 really cool because, I mean, of course, like he wrote Fight Club. Fight Club was an enormous movie. They were even saying like the budget was something like $64 million or something mm-hmm. for that movie. So yeah, the budget of, of only $250,000 is very small, but the story itself is could be done in with an indie budget. And so that's fine. It's really neat. 
he found a, a couple independent filmmakers based out of Portland, which is where he's from. And the director, whose name is Andy Mingo, he directed one of Chuck's shorts already mm-hmm. called Romance. Mm-hmm. So he's already he's already worked with him. And that's cool. Yeah. And what's extra cool about this whole thing is that that same guy, that same director worked directly with Chuck to co-write the screenplay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. For Lullaby. And Chuck's never done that before. Like, so he's, so this is his first time ever, like, writing a, a screenplay. And so he co-wrote it with the director. And so I think it's going to be awesome. But specifically because, I mean, it's Chuck. He could just have this movie made. If, if Like, he could just sell it to a studio. Right. But they're specifically doing it on a low budget because the story means a lot to him. And they want to keep complete creative control over it. Right. So I don't know if you know the story about all of this, but after Fight Club and everything, and after he'd written a couple of books... His father was murdered. Mm -hmm. And so they caught the guy that did it and put him on trial. And so he was actually asked by the prosecution if he wanted to push for the death penalty. And it it was kind of like, it was kind of weird in that it was basically like up to him in real life. Right. And that gave him the idea of Lullaby. And so Lullaby, I don't want to get too much into it. I mean, the video on Kickstarter actually fully gets into it, but I actually think it's a lot better not to, honestly, because the story is a lot cooler if you don't get into it a lot. But the gist of it is that there's a song called A Calling Song, and it's just like been passed down from like the dawn of man, and it just kills people, like just like singing this song. And then it, it somehow becomes public domain and gets in, like out there into like books and stuff where people are just like, they know this song. That's so cool. Yeah. And so in, in typical Chuck fashion, it has some supernatural elements. I am pretty sure all of his stories do at least a little bit, pretty much. Right. So yeah, definitely has some supernatural elements in it. I think it would be fantastic of all of his books. This one would probably be the best as a full, uh, besides fight club right. as, as an adaptation, it would, it would just work so well. You need like six actors. I mean, it, it's, it's such a cool thing and I'm so glad that he wants to retain creative control. I'm always very excited about that. Yeah. Very, very cool idea. I think it's going to smash the goal. I think we're definitely going to get this movie. Also, if you actually care at all about the project or about the book or about Chuck, some of the the stuff on their stretch goals, yeah, and 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 um, and backing goals are ridiculously awesome, like one of a kind art, like from this. Yeah, and, money at it, yeah, like signed by Chuck and all the stuff. So really cool. I saw this on Kickstarter today, and I was like, oh, here we go. This is it. This is me. I had no, I had no if ands or buts about what I was doing today about Kickstarter. Right. I was so pumped about this. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I um, I'm not the biggest. Chuck Polinick fan for his, with his books, which yeah. I know is like blasph- blasphemous to say. Right, it's like when people tell me that they don't like Stephen King. But I, I'm excited. I really loved Fight Club. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was it, it came out during my formative years. Yeah, um, and I thought it was a great movie. And I actually really like Choke a lot. Yeah, Choke's I thought my, the movie was my favorite. Actually, the problem is that <laughs> I'm kind of biased because Sam Rockwell is my favorite actor of all time. So any movie with him in it, I'm like, oh, Choke, this is great. This is a great <laughs> yeah. movie. Um, but I haven't read any of his books. Oh, okay. like I haven't read. I mean, I've tried to read a few of them and just couldn't get into it. Right. And that's why I say that I'm not the biggest fan of his writing. Sure, sure. Um, but I did like Fight Club a lot, and I did. I loved Choke, yeah. so I'm really excited to see this, and it's something that I'll watch. Yeah, and maybe someday I'll be able to read his books. Yeah. That would be really cool because I hate being someone who reads a lot mm-hmm. uh, and not and like any time that I tell a fan that I don't like his books, they get like 
Yeah. They send me death threats. Yeah. Yeah. He has a pretty rabid following. And, and I've read, I've read almost everything he's ever put out and I really, really enjoy his writing. And, uh, yeah, it, it, like bring up choke, like choke is my favorite of his novels. Mm. And I, and I like the movie too, but it's so wildly different. Right. In tone that it's almost not the same thing. Right. Like choke the book is a, is a somewhat comedic, incredibly dark story. Right. Whereas the movie's like pretty much just funny. Yeah. It's just comedic with some dark element. It's like they flipped it. Right. Uh, the percentages. It, yeah. And yeah, Sam Rockwell did an incredible job of it and I actually really enjoyed the movie and I, and I was like cracking up during it, but I'm like, this is not, it's like, it, it, I was they made this. it more marketable. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I always use this example of like, it was like someone played a game of telephone about what choke was about. Right. And then someone on the other end was like, oh, okay. So it's like, a, it's like a funny story about a sex addict. Right. It's like a bit. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 not at all. Right. It's, it's disturbing. But yeah. So, I mean, it'll, I'm sure it'll get funded and I'm sure I'll watch it and it'll probably be great. Yeah. And maybe someday I'll read the book. Yeah. They're, they're pretty short. So a thing I wanted to talk about that I saw on Kickstarter, um, because this is right up my alley. Yeah. So it combines two of my favorite things in the world. Board games, specifically card games, tabletop mm-hmm. card games, uh, and beer. So it's called Brouhaha, LOLOL, super funny. But essentially, it's Cards Against Humanity with beer. So the way that it works is there's, I think there's 400 card descriptors, like our beer descriptors, uh, and you have a hand and you have a beer, and everyone at the table samples the beer, and then you come up with a description for what the beer tastes like using these cards. And some of them are, are legitimate, you know, like notes of orange. And then some of them are just like balls. It's <laughs> right. just like and then sweaty you, taint. Yeah. So you make, you know, you make, you know, a zesty, creamy, steaming dumpster fire. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you give them to the judge and the judge picks their, the one that they like the most mm-hmm. and the one that they thought was the most accurate. And that can be the same one. So if you have the, like the funniest one or the one that they think is, you know, the most entertaining, you get a point. And then whoever got the one that is the most accurate description right, of the beer right. gets a point. And I just think that's great. Yeah. It's essentially cards against humanity, but you're also getting drunk and sampling cool beers, right? Because right? you, would, you wouldn't want to just be like, here's Bud Light. You would get like, you know, good beers. Um, it's like Bud Light tastes like a dumpster fire. Yeah, like I would say probably a good game would be everyone brings like one bottle of the beer that they want to put in. Right. Right. And that, that's not anything they, that at least I didn't see that they recommended that on the site, but I mm-hmm. think that would be a good way to do it. Or like four, maybe everyone brings four beers. Right. Right. Everyone brings four, ten, $10 bottles <laughs> of, uh, of micro brewed beer and the big bottles. Right. And get pounded. Yeah. Yeah. Get totally swerved off and, and laugh the whole time. But the best part is at the end of the game, there's a round called character assassination where everyone describes you using their cards. Right. Which I feel like <laughs> is definitely, oh, again, yeah. like we talked about last time, could definitely, with the wrong kinds of people, get really out of hand really quick because some yeah. people get real butt mad. Yeah. Especially after getting swerved off on a couple bevs. Yeah. They might be like, oh, well, now I'm going to stab you. Yeah. So if we're playing with five players. Everyone brings four bottles. So we've had 20 beers <laughs> between five people. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, you know, you start calling each other like a fucking stinky, dank, fucking like ball ball flesh with notes of mushroom. <laughs> Which is, of course, dank. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it seems really cool. They, they've already um, they've already hit their goal. 
uh, and, and surpassed it a little bit. The the Kickstarter only has like 16 hours left. So by the time that people right. listen to this, it'll be done, but it'll be for sale. Yeah. Um, and I think it sounds really fun. It's something that I would be interested in buying uh, and just playing with my friends. Yeah. Just because, again, I love beer. I love playing card games. And just to combine those is a great idea. Right. And, and it's like we've talked about before as well as there's so many of these like pseudo cards against humanity. Oh yeah. As now. soon as cards against humanity blew up, that mechanic became yeah. like, you could come up with any game yeah. and just use that mechanic. And yeah. there's like a thousand of them now. Yeah, it's real. And, but it's so funny because, and I, I hate to be mean about these videos, a lot of these videos, but it's so awkward watching other people play these kinds of games, even cards yeah. against humanity. Like I, I, I was telling Danny earlier, like, a few months ago, I watched some video and I actually found it on like, like cringe on, on Reddit. And it was just people with, I think that they had like a professional YouTube channel and they were playing cards against humanity. And I, I like, couldn't make it through. I watched like four minutes and I was like, never mind, I can't do this. Woof. Yeah. And so this video was kind of like that where it's like, okay, y'all are playing this, but y'all should have just filmed y'all playing this for like 12 hours and then like on different days things that weren't horrible. Yeah. And just, just caught the actual candid moments of, of genuine like comedy instead of like, Hey, we're going to sit down and play one game of this and we're going to film it. And you're definitely going to act like you're on camera. And, and honestly, the reason why he's mentioning this is because their little video on their Kickstarter page is incredibly awkward to watch. Yeah. So just listen to the description that I gave. And you know, if you think it sounds cool, just stick with how I made it sound cool. Don't watch the video. And just read everything on their, on their Kickstarter. (laughs) Do not click play. Yeah. Don't, don't watch the video. It's, it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a struggle. Yeah, it's very. But bad. if you're listening to this, Bruhaha people, your game seems really cool. Yeah, you definitely so. did a good job, and your marketing is fantastic. Except your video. <laughs> yeah, that video feels like it's a bit. Yeah, it feels like a like a fake, like high school. <laughs> like if you were watching a comedy movie, a bad comedy movie about a high school, and those high school students had to make a commercial within that shitty comedy movie. Right. Like if like American Pie twelve. <laughs> They had to make a commercial for a card game. That is the video that would be in the movie. Yes, it absolutely would. I went real far with that. I liked it, though. Is that it? Yeah. Next time. Six episodes down. Half a dozen. Yeah. We're moving right along. Yes, sir. See y'all next time.